1: replace your heating and air system we know people want options that's why you'll always get a free second opinion with bj heating and cooling plus for a limited time get zero percent financing for 60 months on a new bryant system Call the experts you can trust at bj heating and cooling
0: heard of jumping from job to job how about a career in a recession-proof
1: industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment It's time for the V Show, right here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Bobby V. Yeah, a late start today, but that's we are organizing the music, which is very important to today's show, and I'll tell you why. Uh, because music is very important to all of us, and I'm no exception to that. And so, you have some, most Louisville fans have some emotional reaction going on to what's transpiring. And so, um, I believe. Uh there's certainly a great deal of anger. I get that. But right now, for today, since I try not to deal in too much anger, Nick, well, I can't say don't get angry because Nick would say, <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. but I tried to, I, nothing good comes from being angry. So Texas says, wow, that music. Yeah, no, it's it's phenomenal music because that's what we're doing today. This is music. I have music that I play when I'm very sad, and I have music when I play that I want to be consoled or relaxed, and that is basically that genre right there, which is bossa nova music, and uh, made famous by Antonio Carlos Jobim from uh, Brazil, played there by my girl Sanga Nuna, who I adore mightily. So we're going to have all music of that genre for our rejoins today, because it's important that everyone try to make themselves relax, because it's your life, and um, I understand that People are angry about what's transpired. But, you know, it, it's, you take it a day at a time, basically. And, and to today, we've got to find a way not to be, to have your day ruined, have your life ruined. Because I know it is ruining your life, many of you. I, I get it. I hear you. I know it. I file. So here's what we're doing, though. So you may say, but I'm mad. You understand? I'm mad. I'm so freaking mad. I'm mad. I can spit chickens. I'm so pissed off. I'm mad. Okay. Well, what we're going to do for you. We're going to play one angry song. So text us your favorite angry song, and then we'll start the one o'clock hour with that. Just so you can say your voice was heard. We are so pissed off. I don't. I don't. I'm not suggesting any. Obviously, preferably, it doesn't have profanity because we're not going to be able to play that. But a a song that just tells the world they all suck, everything stinks, the world stinks, I'm mad at everybody, I'm so mad, I'm so mad. It's kind of like a song that doesn't exist. I was with the best man at my friend Gary's wedding. And they planned this thing meticulously. We're standing in the line to be introduced. And the DJ comes over and says to him, oh, by the way, I couldn't find that song that you wanted me to play as your wedding song. Do you have something else you want? One of the best lines I've ever heard. Gary looked him right in the eye and said, yeah, can you play I'm Pissed at You? (laughs) That is a great line. That's a great line. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was fantastic. (laughs) And then he gave that little chuckle. (laughs) Hey, Os, awesome. here's what you can play. Play, I'm pissed at you. That was quality. That was so. You got an angry one? Send it over. Send it over. Four, three, seven, nine, six, eight. Yeah. Might People. be the first time we play speed metal. On the well, Big whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm trusting you that you are speaking for your fellow fans who are mad. They're mad as hell, and they're not going to take it anymore. And I'm not ignoring you, but it's not how I choose to roll. I'm doing a service for the rest of the community. And. Uh, we need to be consoled. You know, sometimes you need to just be sad. And this is not so sad. The bossa nova music has some bittersweet to it, but it's not sad. I mean, that one's actually very hopeful. Some day she wants to find someone who will samba with her, someone who will sing her a little samba song won't that be so nice so some of it is uh, we we got some from her Frankie's got a couple and again it's timeless music for a timeless problem which is no team wants to be bad and this team is not having been very good for the last two years and if you say well it's you know that's music for another generation true but this program has been good for generations so it seems appropriate so uh Oh, we're getting some some good ones here. Nick, War Pigs by Black Sabbath. You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette. Break Stuff by Limp Biscuit. Not bad. Oh, that one's pretty good. That might get the vote. You're going to be the one that decides. But even I know that one. That's not bad. So send them to us. The 1 o'clock angry song. The 1 o'clock angry song for the fan base that's just so pissed off they can't get out of their own way. Um, Why is it this show can't start before... 12.05. 1205 well we don't plan to stop before 1205 we, we are that's when we're supposed to start 1205 but we went 1210 today because I was in the back going through songs because music is very important to most of us and in, in, in improbably to me since I'm not a musician although I do doodle around on a keyboard but I it is it, it's uh, yeah I've always been that way music and lyrics and really you know so uh, I wanted to make sure we had the right songs so we, we generally have about five rejoins. And there'll be, I think three from Sanganuna, one from Sinatra, one from the late though well, Sinatra's passed too, of course. Sanganuna's not. she's still very much young and vibrant and going strong, um, uh, and one from uh, uh, um, uh, Gilberto. Um, why can I not remember her name now, but uh, she, she's passed away too. she was we'll have her do uh, the the girl from Ipanema, um, brilliant. Um, and so we'll have that coming up as part of our music as well. So uh, Astrid, Astrid Gilberto. Thank you. There we go. Killing in the name of, what is that? Drowning Pool. Oh, let, let the body at the, the, the floor. Killing in the Kill, name in of. In the name of Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, <clears> throat> Nirvana, throat> where throat> did you sleep last night? Um, hate everything about you, ugly kid Joe. <laughs> I was thinking that might. Man, thinking. This is good uh yeah uh, okay he's he's you know i I had to ask the tough question last night, which people have responded to, and Kenny responded courteously, which is what he is. he's a very good he's a very, very sincerely good person, and i I don't wish any harm to him, uh, but it's not working out here. It's definitely clearly not working out, and so um I'm going to choose to be disappointed. But, and I'm going to try and play some comforting music, which is what all that music is, which is spectacular. But I understand anger, and uh, and so we'll play one angry song at 1 o'clock. And the nominees are coming in maybe faster than the surprise food yesterday. There's a lot of angry songs out there. Metallica, Saint Anger, uh, uh, Prayer to God, Shellac, Bloodsucker, Deep Purple, uh, It's a Good Day to Whoop Someone's Blank by... <laughs> Uh, Paul Thorne, uh, Blurry by Puddle of Mud, M.O.P. by Annie Up, if anybody's... You, oh, I, you, love, I love M.O.P. Trust me, you can, you'll can. you be able to get me on this if you want, so if somebody sends me one that again is no, some U- sort of euphemism for, you know...
2: Annie Up's great. I love that. So you've, you, I guarantee you've heard the... I guarantee M-O-P. I've
1: heard a lot of these.
2: M.O.P. Do you know what M.O.P. stands
1: for? Yes, it stands for um, a move over uh, a porcupine. <laughs> move over pussycat.
2: No, it means... Um, Mash out Posse. Oh, yeah, that's what I would have that was my second
1: guess. Uh this is a song I actually like a lot. I, I would I would vote for this, but it's again generational because it's old. We're not going to take it by Twisted Sister. <laughs> that is, oh, that's a good one. That's a wonderfully that's angry think, song. I do I do thinking. like that one. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh Rage Against the Machine, they must have had a bunch of pissed off songs, Because huh? 'Cause we're getting we're getting more different, more than oh, one rage, title from them.
2: Rage, yeah, they definitely fit take the moniker. Your, take the of power rage. back.
1: They were a pissed off bunch, huh?
2: They were, yes. Okay. It was a very, very angry Armenian that leads that, that band. They were awesome. They, rage, is, rage is terrific.
1: Okay. So, well, we've we'll, we, we go, we got a lot of work to do here, and so we did a lot already. Um, the the in, in fact, if you want, because, I mean, somebody already wrote, wow, the music. We did this once before, by the way. We did uh, Bossa Nova Day, and the people loved it. So I will send you, I will put out on Twitter after the show, the five songs, five or six songs, however many rejoins, that we used. And uh, you can find them. Uh, Harry Nielsen, well, that's my generation. You're breaking my heart. Uh, Hit the road, Jack. (laughs) That's (laughs) Uh, ludicrous, move, bitch. All right. Okay. (laughs) That's a good one. Elton John, Crocodile Rock. How's that angry? What are the lyrics of that? I, don't know. I remember when rock was young, me and Susie had so much fun. How's that angry? Take this job and, sho- <laughs> and sho- shove it. <laughs> All right. We'll we will have a lot. To- Nick, you'll have a lot to pick from, my friend. I promise you that. Yeah, seriously. But surrounded a, this elsewhere in the show are comforting songs. And they are comforting, fantastically uh, comforting songs, the, the bossa nova sounds. Antonio Carlos Jobim, the airport for which is is named for him in in his native Brazil. That's how Im- impactful he was. Musician has the airport named after him. It's pretty strong, uh, yeah. And uh, Sinatra fell in love with him, and so he recorded a whole album of bossa novas and, and things like that. So we'll uh, we'll do that. So we will um, we'll have uh, him and uh, Sinatra and uh, and uh, Sanginuna, my my piano playing marvel that I adore tremendously, and. And then uh, Astrid Gilberto will do uh, the the girl from Ipanema. She uh, passed away last year, I believe. So we got all that working for you to comfort you, to comfort you on a day where you need to be comforted. Don't you need to be comforted? Don't you think? Everyone needs a little comfort. I mean, I think, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, you're not going to accomplish anything by just going out and being pissed at the world. But I also understand that you can say, well, yeah, I should. All right, fine. I know nothing's going to happen, but I'm still mad. I mean, I know nothing's going to happen from it, but got it. That's why we're playing the pissed off song at one o'clock. Diener's one of the angriest guys we know. He must have an angry song. You got an angry song? So you got one? It says, "I hate everything about you." Yeah, there you go. I, I figured you'd step to the plate. <laughs> three
2: days into the world as
1: we know it. <laughs> you just, just the three got, days he just he's got he just. He's, okay, he's just—he's listening to the show, and saying, "Damn, they're in my wheelhouse. They're in my wheelhouse now, <laughs> Drew, pal."
2: You what? This is my topic. <laughs> <This> is, <laughs> he
1: just, he just <laughs> hit a, a scorched a winner down the line there. Oh my! And it's perfect. It's a crappy day out too, which is good. You need a—I oh, think it just yeah. started raining. I gather because I yeah. just saw a whole bunch of people yeah. walking by with umbrellas. So it's going to be bad weather. Uh, what is there to say other than, you know, you know what? It reminds me of. It reminds me of. It's not like somebody for 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 whom you've had a, a thing from afar. It's not the same thing, but somebody where there's been like some interaction, and and you you think, hey, this could be you know really good, and then boom, something happens, and you just you break apart again, and then you, you but there's something there that's pulling you together, and you you just you come back, and you think, all right, this time it's going to be different, and you just and then you you get. And then boom. And then it just it winds up pissing you off and breaking your heart because it is is the real-life Lucy holding the football for Charlie Brown. God bless him. He just keeps backing up and getting a full head of steam and running to try and kick it. But, you know, he just, when he's convinced this time she's going to hold it and he's going to kick it and she yanks it away and he goes flying on his ass. And that is what this team has been this year especially not so much last year last year their margin for error was you know so razor thin it was ridiculous but this year you know they they could have beaten texas in the garden in indiana they could have won both those games basically um you know they have syracuse beat bet, referee didn't help them in that game they have a first half against bc where you look like all right, it's finally come together and you say okay we are going and 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 candor and I was a little harsh on Virginia because I love Tony Bennett; I, he's fantastic. But when we were talking with Dan Bonner. I mean, I look—they're twenty and seven. Virginia's twenty and seven. They're in third place in the league, and I said and they suck. And I—I I mean, I was being somewhat tongue in cheek, but they're not remotely as good as his other teams have been. He doesn't have NBA caliber talent. They—they they have games where they're scoring thirty-eight points and forty-one points, and I mean, and yet they still win. Why is that relevant? Because the league, Dan Bonner thinks the league, and he, listen, I have immense respect for his analysis, but he thinks the league is still very strong, and I, I don't. So, I mean, this was a year where if you just could have had a math team, you, you could have gotten part of that middle-aged spread that's in the league right now where everybody's like 6-5, and 5-6, five, five and six, you know, f- 500 in the league. And, and then if you schedule well out of the league – You have yourself a situation where you have a winning record, and they haven't done that. They're going to have another 20-loss season, and they're just, um, you know, they're still – and this was a game you looked at. Notre Dame quite logically struggles uh, because their offense has been notoriously weak all year. You're playing them at home, and everybody got excited, at least for a very competitive game, and Louisville never had the lead. In this game. Never led once. And now I'm losing by, what was it, 22? 22-point margin to Notre Dame. Now, I, I got a text. I don't know if this guy, is this anybody who follows X or Twitter? Is it really Bozak Smith or am I being God again? Is it a guy who, is it just a guy taking a former Louisville player and using his name and, you know. and
2: uh, I think if it's the tw- handle I think I'm thinking of, it's Bozak, Bozak Smith won those games.
1: No, so it's, it's not, not. that. It's another one. Whatever. It, it's irrelevant. It's just, I don't want to be got, you know, all of a sudden I mention a guy. I'm, I'm not both, but I mean, like, somebody who's dead. <laughs> you know, Somebody like, hey, I got a text from, you know, Sam Jablonski from the, who played here in the 60s. Like, Sam's been dead for 10 years, you Jack one. So, you know, I, I don't. I, but the point I'm making is that people are so angry, they filter what you're really saying into their own anger. Here's an example. Yesterday at the end of the game, and in a way it was criticize was being critical Paul and I were talking and I tipped my hat and I do again to micah Shrewsbury why because I believe that he is doing again tied here in this but it's my belief my mantra you rebuild a program come on say it with me what are the four steps be competitive improve win maintain the winning well how do you be competitive? You, you establish a, a, something that, 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 that your players can hang their hat on. They can get a toehold. Pick your cliche. And what has uh, Notre Dame done? They're, they are legitimately buying into his commitment to playing defense. I watch the way they play. They know what the hell they're doing. They rotate. When they doubled, Brandon, they did a really good job of doubling on the ball, on the pass, while the pass was in the air. And then they rotated, and they didn't get hurt out of that. They they really understand what they're doing, and the guys buy into it. And it's a thing they can hang their hat on. So they have been competitive. They've competed at the defensive end, I believe there's only one game, I think I heard Paul Rogers say yesterday, where a team in the league has met their scoring average. And it's not because they're playing artificially slow. That happens sometimes. You know, you play and you you, you have so few possessions in the game, nobody can reach their average. That wasn't the case. You know, they scored pretty well yesterday. Well, were way above their offensive average. They just defend. And what are they doing? Are they getting better? Yeah. Last night's win was what? Their third in a row, if I'm not mistaken. So they are definitely better than they were at the beginning of the year, so that is worth a guy's saying, well, big deal they were celebrating my, Shrewsbury like he did something extraordinary when all he did was was basically you know a whoop a, an inferior coach. Well, I get that you're trying your point of view is that you're pissed off about Kenny, and so you know everything gets filtered through that. but that you know listen to what I actually said. What I said was consistent with what I've said elsewhere. How do you build a program? How has that guy in his first year gone about doing his business, and does it fit that narrative? And I say yes. I mean, uh, he's just, you know, he he just has built it. You you can say, boy, it's a lot sexier if they did it from the offensive end, but he's got them consistently playing defense. And the problem that's disturbing for Louisville is you could have said about a month ago, all right, well, they seemingly have solved their offensive problem, but now they haven't again. You know, they're, they're terrible again. Their, their, their offense was completely disjointed again yesterday and, and really looked ineffective. And, and you know, you look at it and you say, again, trying to give him out, I, it, which was, <clears throat> excuse me, he's had guys out. It's very hard for continuity. That's all true. But, you know, other teams have had injuries and guys miss games now. Unlike they used to in the past, I don't know what that is about actually. But guys are less likely to play hurt, it appears to me. And so you got to have the the personnel to to play with different lineups. And this team just now they got nothing going again. They got nothing going again. They got they gave. You want to look at numbers that 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 indicate what I'm talking about. And, again, if you are in that angry group, you're going to say, "Well, this just speaks to how ill prepared Louisville was." And there's some degree. To that, But I also believe it's guys on the other side who are buying into what that guy's selling. And that is when you are trying to get guys to uh, play defense and commit to playing defense, you look at effort plays because that's what basically defense is not just effort, but that's a, a, a part of it. And they, I believe, had 11 points off turnovers. Louisville had one. And I think they won the second chance points, something like uh, same margin, like ten nothing or something. So, but in those two categories, they outscored Louisville by like twenty points. I mean, that's that's troubling. But it's if you're Notre Dame, it's like all right, here's a barometer that my guys are getting it; they're buying in. And uh, you know, I I understand that the I, I I'm saying I get. The people being angry. I'm just suggesting I'm not going to give into it because it's my life, and I don't want to be angry. I, I just so I just the thing that drives you crazy is how they just keep every game seemingly letting one guy go out of his mind as a three point shooter. You know, it's just they, they at some point. I don't know. You, you, you find a guy and say, "Look, I, if you don't want to do it, then come sit here on the bench with me." But I'm going to put I'll put Yamanovich in and say, "You know, whatever you do, if he goes and, and takes a dump, you flush the toilet. You do not leave him alone. You do don't leave him alone. Don't don't worry. And you can say, well, "I don't want to play like that." Okay, well, I'll find another guy. But I need a guy to follow him around and make sure he's not going to get another shot. So, uh, you know, and it's just we, we we used to run this we used to run this alley oop play. When I was at St. Francis, we were in until I stopped coaching. And uh, we always had at least one guy who could really, you know, throw down off of a lob pass. And so we would run it. It was a baseline out-of-bounds play. And you could run it once, basically. And then if the other guy, you know, was doing his job as a coach, he's not letting you get that one. You know what I'm saying? He's just screaming (laughs) at his player. Watch the lob, watch the lob, don't lob, don't lob, you might get something else. In fact, there were other shots than you'd get out of it, but you'd get the lob. Like once we played this one guy, and I almost felt bad. We got the lob like seven times in a row. I almost wanted to tell his players, go to that block and don't, just don't move. The guy's going to be coming from the corner, and we're going to lob it to him. and He's going to dunk it. Haven't, haven't you noticed the last six out of bounds plays? And he would just do it again. Ooh, they fall, and here he comes, and has the alley oop. And it was like, oh my god. So, I mean, like that slot machine. drives me nuts as a coach. You know, even when I was coaching against it, it was just like, stop it. You know, try, do better. So, yeah, it's a pain when you see these guys. I mean, the guy comes out and, and makes eight threes. He's a good shooter. He's the coach's son. He's a nice player. But, I mean, enough's enough. Enough is enough. Oh, that's a good song. That was from my year. Jump Into the Fire by Harry Nielsen. Jump Into the Fire. Uh,. Johnny Paycheck, doing take this job and shove it. We got that before. Uh, I think we're not going to take it speaks for the entire fan base. Okay. I'll beg. I'll, I, I can't dispute that. Um, this one says, uh, your Charlie Brown reference. I, I think Charlie is the fan base and KP is the Lucy in this metaphor. Wow. You know, except Lucy's doing it on purpose. I didn't think KP's doing it on purpose. He's not... Saying, let me see if I get these guys to the arena. Here we come on, Charlie Rudd. Yang! Damn, he did it again! I don't think it's quite like that. Uh, So glad I haven't watched a single game. I'm not worked up like I would be if I did. Well, okay, he must have really decided he wasn't the guy right at the beginning. So, uh, uh, let's see. Barbara Streisand, Stony End. Okay, that doesn't strike me as that pissed off a song. Somebody Kill Me by Adam Sandler. <laughs> it would, however, need a whole lot of editing, so probably not good uh i'm going to bring this up for the last time but I brought it up, but i, I don't assume everybody listens to every minute of the show. Stop using Ohio State as an example of somehow that shows that they're serious about their basketball program. I got two texts about that. This is the last one. Give me good reasons why she'd let him coach to the end of the year If Ohio State standards weren't being met. What does that say about ours? Well, they didn't fire him for that reason. They fired him because the new a d coming in it, it's a very nice Cordial transition from Gene Smith to the new athletic director, and they talk. And basically, he asked him, So, what do you think you're going to do with Coach Holton? And he said, I'm going to, I think I'm going to let him go. So, Gene said to him, Well, I'll do you a favor. I'll let him go so that you don't have to do it. So, the new guy doesn't come in, and then the first thing he does when he comes in is he bounces him, and you know, that's like, it's just, it can cause ruffled feelings. So, he said, I'll do it. And so he did. And uh, and that's that's what that was. They're getting no advantage right now because if they're talking to anybody through back channels, anybody that they want is going to be coaching a team right now. I would assume, unless they're going to get Jay Wright to come out of retirement, which they're not. So, and Louisville could be talking to people in back channels. I don't know that. So, I mean, I, I think that's certainly a, a, a possibility. But to
2: wait to the end of the year, it know.
1: saves them two million dollars. also, March fifteenth, the season ends, and if they wait till March. Because people are saying, well, the minute it ends, okay, if they wait till um, March 31st, they save $2 million. Now, I got, I'm dying to talk to Eric Crawford, who was so nice. I saw him last night. I apologize. He said, okay, when you guys call, I answer the phone. I don't know what it is. If it's 1, 2, 1, 30, whatever. Oh, God bless him. So, yeah, he he's, is, coming he's, to too. he's a wonderful human being. But he wrote, and somebody wrote, he wrote a really good column about this, that it's about the business now, okay? All right, which I agree with him, by the way. It is. It is a business. Let's stop deluding ourselves. So I get that. So having said that, how does – look? because the guy said – and he had it wrong. He said, well, I understand they save a million dollars. My understanding is they save $2 million. And Eric says, well, that's not important. He said, that's not even an issue. What? Really? I mean, they have been blowing through money for the last, like, eight years like a sailor on shore leave. I mean, how did they – I, I think right. They're still. Uh, I well, mean, state they, of did are They still job. playing John Dromo. I mean, they're paying everybody for goodness' yeah, sake.
2: State of Louisville did a good job breaking down the, the remaining buyouts for uh, Mac Jurich, and I'm trying to remember uh, some of the other ones. I mean, but, yeah, so, yeah, so so still, I still don't. Paying. You know,
1: two million dollars. Two million dollars. I don't know. So and you don't know how big a deal that is. I do think you can make the case that, and and that's why I want to ask Eric. Maybe his point of contention is. I don't care if you got to sell a dorm. You better find a way to come up with the money to get an accomplished coach that, you know, has has a track record because um, you just can't afford to keep doing what's doing right now with his very few people coming to the games. And so, uh, I mean, if that's what he meant, then I agree. But none of us really completely know. Josh, for the people who call for his ouster, I, I couldn't disagree more with you. I'm sorry. He's, he answers questions. He's a very decent human being. He did bring Je- – the people that make me laugh are the people who say, I say, well, he got you, Jeff Brom. Oh, he was going to come anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. So let me get this straight. So the football coach who came, he gets no credit for, but the basketball coach who you hate, he takes all the blame for. It. No, it makes perfect sense. Absolutely. Yeah, that's good. So, no, sorry. Um, so I, I, so I, I, don't, I don't agree with that. But having said that, I don't know how the hierarchy is right now they may tell him, no, you can't fire him. We certainly can't fire him until the end of the $2 million is real money. I don't know. You don't know either. Uh, you may think you know, as Jim Moore would say, but, you know, people do it all the time. I know because my Taylor knows the butcher who knows the guy who mows the lawn for the guy who puts the lines down for the soccer field. He knows that, uh, I mean, just, all right, gotcha, pal. So, um, you know, I just, I know from talking to people that, the the my, the official line that was given me when I brought it up, which is about the only time I really approached it with people in positions of authority, was there's a lot of moving parts, and I think that's the truth. And so that's uh, that's what you know is what the, the reality of it is. And here's the thing, okay? If they if saving the two million dollars to get to March 31st is from March 15th when assuming the season is going to end in the ACC tournament. If, if you look at that and you say, well, we can't afford to do that because the transfer portal opens March 15th, it goes from March 15th through to May, if you get a guy who you say would have taken the job March 15th, but he won't take it till March 31st, he's not the guy you want anyway. So, I mean, so that is ridiculous. If the $2 million is a big deal, then you got to pay attention to that. But in terms of well, we got it because if we don't we won't get the guy we want. No, that's ridiculous. If a guy comes in here and thinks he can get the job done, he's not going to say, "Well, geez, I didn't get it March fifteenth. Now March 31st. Yeah, maybe there'll be one or two guys to commit somewhere. I don't know, but uh, if that guy thinks he can get the job done, he'd be he'd be happy to take it uh, March thirty first. So that's the so, so stop using Ohio State. You're just mad. You just want to see him get ousted because you, you think he can't do the job. And I understand that. You know, a lot of people internalize everything. You know, if I ever did my job that poorly, I wouldn't have a job. Well, if you had a five-year guaranteed contract where they were going to have to pay you $6 million to leave, you might still have your job. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, so there you go. Uh, texter wants me to play this. I'll see if I can find it. Uh, for, <laughs> it's from, you know, I get it. I get what he's saying. Uh, it is from when – when uh when um, when uh, uh, Richard Nixon finally finally was forced to resign, and uh, Gerald Ford, who took over as the the as the vice president, became the interim president, he had this to say: "My fellow Americans, our long national nightmare is over." <laughs> that's that's what the people want to say about when the time comes to make a coaching change. Uh, so there you go. That was for you, Tixter. Uh Let's see. Bob, add Diana Crawl to your music list. Yeah, I, she's very good. And if you get a chance, go see her show. She's very, very good. Thank you, Bob, for asking some tough questions last night. Uh, can you ask Kenny next time if he ever tries to change his messaging of how he relays info to the kids? I'm sure he's probably telling them the right things to do, but it's obviously not getting through. I have a hard time understanding what the hell he's getting at sometimes, and I wonder if he doesn't give enough detail. I've heard him say many times, I don't care how you get there, just get there. Well, there's a lot of details on how you get there when you're defending. Are you going under the screen? Are you switching? Your big man hedging hard? I think he speaks generalities with zero detail. There are draft picks or NBA All-Stars you have to coach these days. Please ask him that next time. It's a good suggestion. But I did, actually, in a way. And I, I actually wanted to get into it with Lieb's. So maybe we can get him on the phone. If you notice, they, there's three ways you can double the post. You can double the post while the ball's in the air, and that's the most aggressive way. As it's going to the postman, you're running wherever, whichever guy you've designated as the double team guy, he's running to him right away. You can double on the catch. You wait till he catches it. Now you run at him. Or you, the least aggressive way is you can double on the bounce, which is. All right, he catches it. He thinks he's got a one-on-one isolation. He bounces it. Now you run at him and trap him there. Three different ways to do it. Can't say one is better than the other. They're just different philosophies. The most aggressive way is the way Notre Dame was doing it yesterday, which is the ball was barely out of the passer's hand, and the guy was running to try and double him. And I asked Kenny afterwards, what did you tell him? I I haven't seen much of Notre Dame this year. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I love the game, and I watch a million teams, but I generally am watching the teams that I'm going to have – broadcast more often than not, and especially on the national games, because I'm less familiar with both teams in that game. Louisville, at least I've seen most of the games. So I haven't seen Notre Dame. I haven't had them nationally, and I doubt I will. So uh, I haven't seen them very much. So I was asking did, do they double big to big all the time? Did you expect them to do that? He said, yes, okay. So then I said, well, then what was your philosophy to try and handle that? And he said he wanted wanted um, uh, Brandon To dribble the ball diagonally up towards basically like the elbow, it's a hard dribble out of the double team. And then when he got there, read. Okay, so in other words, he would get to the elbow and then he'd look, and ideally he would still have be dragging two defenders with him. He'd have a, a mismatch in terms of people on the other side. Okay, I just the problem with that for me is he's not a great dribbler. You're asking him to dribble out of a double team. And uh, he's tall. I, I would have preferred, as soon as he sees the double coming, to throw it out. And then, if you say, "Okay, well now if you do that, you're giving into the defense." I get that. So you throw it out and have him repost up. Or if they had just and go watch it. Go if you've got the game T-vode. Go look at. Is that okay? Can you still say T-vode? Or does that make me a dinosaur? Do you? So I, I want to make sure I'm not talking about you know. Doing sex acts with a rhinoceros or something. Okay, so Tivo. You can still Tivo it. So if you if he if he would have thrown it as as they doubled, if he'd have thrown it out high, and that guy had thrown it to the other side, bang bang. There's one defender on the other side, and you would have had your choice of shots. You could have, if you kept Mike James in that corner. Now I know he's been shooting poorly, but he's still one of your best shooters. You put him in that corner. And he is going to. You're going to reverse it to him, and he's either going to shoot it, or if the guy's going to stay home, they had Karan on the uh, 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 um, on the um, on the block uh, uh, um, on the left side as you look at the basket, the left block, and he would should have been able to get layups. You have two guys on that side and one defender. That's what you're trying to do with that. I think you can get it there. a Lot two things. One, the ball always moves faster than the dribble. So that's number one, and number two, I'd rather have Brandon throwing it out of the double team than dribbling it against the double team. So that, but again, it's philosophy. At least, so he did give an answer, okay? And and you could say, now I can I understand this too, though, because a couple times Brandon dribbled it, and he actually scored once against the double team. So he, if, when he took it to the basket, that's good because you don't want to let them win that battle. Like, okay, we're double teaming your best option. Now you're taking him out of the game. No, but a couple fouls doing that, I'm suggesting right? that if he throws it out, they never throw it out and repost up. Never. I don't. I can't literally remember them ever doing that. Post up, throw it out, repost. Yeah, when, tell me when they did that. Okay, so there's, there is a way to get it back in there even if they doubled the post that way. But my point is that was a specific answer. He wanted them to diagonally dribble and then try and look on the weak side and and then try and make the play there. That's asking a lot of a guy who's been playing basically power forward or center all year, but okay. He's got skills. Um, maybe, you know, it's an NBA thing, maybe you do, but oh, there's Leaves. I'd like to ask him what he would say about that. But I think you throw it out and then you quickly reverse it. And then you got James, who's a shooter in the corner, or you got uh, a Glenn, who's on the block. Here he comes. Hey, Leaves, come in and talk to me. Tell Leaves, ask Leaves to come in. I, I have a question. I have a basketball related question. Let's go. Can you hear me? First of all, before I do this, this is what I wanted to do today anyway. Yes, I'm doing it. I I was kidding. I thought I was kidding. But I guess people took me seriously because I got one text. I didn't get a lot, but I got one. Even one was too many. About, people you know, the TBT. You don't understand Lieberman. You know, he wasn't fired. He's not coaching the TBT team this year. And I said, I, you took me seriously? I was just break I mean, that's what we do with friends i mean nick
0: and i break chops you break my chops i break i was just you should see what i do to uh, bobby v in the back
1: i was just i thought it was coming across that i was just being flippant i you were, certainly you didn't mean to imply
0: and i would just put it uh, again one more time i'm expecting to be quite busy um this upcoming summer um, with other I hope
1: so yes. yes and I know some things you're talking yes. about so but I just I apologize to you and I apologize to the listener if I made that more confusing it was supposed to be completely I mean half you know one, one guy said half of what I say on the show half of what I say on the show is complete me. bull spit and the problem is I don't know which half it is so there you go what did you say I said innocuous innocuous that's a good word that's not innocent does it yes it is and innocuous means the same as innocent yes
0: Yes. Okay. Benign, very uh, benign. I yes. know. Yeah. Innocuous. Okay. Anyway, let's let's get some basketball. All right. So here's the deal.
1: It, you, I don't know if you watched it, but it's irrelevant I because did. it's, it's a, all right. Well, good then you know it. But I was the the question I'm talking about is when when branded would get the ball not on the right low post, but he would get it not all the way in the corner, like the right short corner. They were still running hard at him. Doubling on the pass. While well, the ball's in the air, they were running the double Any team. Any of the
0: uh, players who were there. Mike James was doubled. That's true. But, so they, w- but they wanted to take the ball out of the house. Ha- Brandon,
1: really aggressively. Big to big, to big, to, big, to, big mm-hmm. to big, basically. Yes. Well, I asked Kenny well, what we were trying to tell him to do. And he said we were trying to tell him to diagonal dribble up towards the elbow. And then when he got there, he could make a play by reading what was on the weak side. Because he would be dragging the two defenders with him. And, uh, and then he could see what's going on on the other side. I mean, he explained it. And that's good. My question was two things. One. Well, three things really. One, if you're asking your center, a power forward, to try and dribble and make a play, that seems to be risky. Two, if you want to get the ball to the weak side, the most expedient way to do is to throw it there, not dribble it there. And uh, and and then they, in order to do that, you got to keep Karan on the opposite block. My thought was he's tall. As the doubles coming, he could throw it out, throw it to the weak side, and then you have James in the corner. And Glenn on the block, and you only have one defender over there. He's going to have to decide. If he stays on Glenn, then Mike gets a three. If he runs out of Mike, you throw it to Glenn, he makes a layup. And they never did that once. In fact, half the time I watched, Glenn left the block. So they took away whatever advantage they had on the weak side. What's your general – I know it's going to depend on personnel on their team, and your team, but in general, how would you – deal with that hard double on the pass.
0: Yeah, that escape dribble is huge. You work on it. Oh, so you like that. uh, I think the escape dribble to get high and throw the skip, and then you have an overload on the other side, it's great. you got to have someone dive. Look, you're zoning out on that defensively. So when you dive somebody to the rim, that does take a cutter. That opens up the skip. But if your big takes an escape dribble and gets uplifted, where he's not throwing a diagonal pass higher than himself, then you have a better angle. And then you have a shooter, and then if that guy decides to close out, you can throw it to the block.
1: Why wouldn't he throw it out of there, though? He, you, he could get it to but the same that, place on the floor I, I was, faster.
0: I was also going to say you can, okay. Okay. because also you're not going against – there was no one bigger than him. So even though they had high hands, you're not going against seven one seven two guys who are trapping you where you really can't see over it. My big issue is, you know, for, for things that, that, you know, he's done really well this year, if he can end up with both feet in the paint on some of those actions – It's hard to double, and also I would love to have seen more roll and replace actions. Mm -hmm. If you're in the middle of the floor, you really can't double a guy. So if you're rolling him, maybe you know if if you want to just do a roll and replace, there's no way you're trapping that that action. True, and so there's there's different ways that you have to counter when teams are trying to trap. You know what
1: else? Do you remember them ever this year? Posting, throwing it out and reposting. I don't remember them one time getting yeah. a repost. And, you and
0: that's the that's that's something to me, and I know you feel the same way. Like that's my biggest thing because the player who relaxes the most is the guy who's guarding the passer. So if you're guarding the post and he passes it out, that defender stands up for half a second. Now you just sit down, you bury him, you get another mm-hmm. inch or two. yep, And if nothing else, you get a foul call. So. Yeah, it just you know, one one thing to watch with this team, Bob. Every time they catch it, that ball is put on the floor. They you know, do not. Oh, you aren't kidding about that. This isn't the thing where they catch; they're not ready for the next play. Hit, they get move, violent, no. right, and look and threaten. Nope. No, no, the, the ball goes down uh, almost instantly when they catch it. So that's just another little thing that you know for me is a little pet peeve. All right, brother. Thank you for doing some free radio. Nick,
1: give me eight dollars. Thanks, leaves. give leaves. That's All about right. that's about eight dollars, I think, worth. What? Give him eight dollars. No, no, that was that was good. I mean, it was good. it was good. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I called Caleb. I called Caleb Quran. I'm thousand percent sorry. Good lord, people want to come storm the castle. Who is Bob referencing when he says Quran? Caleb. I said Glenn. I said Glenn twice, but I called him the first time I said Quran. Sorry about that. I call Nick Jamie sometimes. Don't take it personally. Uh, people are just waiting for you to say something they can get mad about. <laughs> It's <laughs> <That's> probably true. <laughs> Karan is back on the team. I told you, Caleb, for the God's sake, I'm sorry to you and the whole Glenn family. Um, please play this again. Our long national nightmare is over. I just played it. I just played Play it, it. again. You want yeah. to hear it one more time? Sure. Little little Dick Nixon. Glenn Ford. This isn't Dick Nixon. This is Glenn Jerry uh, Glenn Ford. I the actor he's talking about Nixon finally resigning, and he said this. My fellow Americans, uh-huh. our long national nightmare is over. Our Constitution works. Our great republic is a government of laws and not of men. Here, the people rule. There you go. So that's him. So there you go. I, you, know, you know, I was a kid at the time, basically. I mean, I wasn't a child kid, but I was a kid kid. And it bothered me that they... I mean if they really broke the law that they pardoned him. And then I read an in depth analysis of Ford himself explaining after it was over, way after why he did it. And you know what it made sense? It really was for the good of the country to uh to pardon him from that. Really? Yeah, really was. It made a lot of sense. It was um I mean, he wasn't gonna be involved in politics anymore. It wasn't like he was gonna come back, uh, you know. So there, <laughs> but I'm just well. There's a situation right now where somebody's trying to come back, or maybe a criminal. But hey, I digress. But uh, but you know he, it was he was moving on and uh, made a lot of sense. So, but that guy really wanted to hear that again. Thank you. You guys are kind of quiet. Maybe it's me, but I can barely hear. I don't
2: yeah, know. I've been trying to.
1: I've been trying to. Is wondering what he's talking about.
2: I've been playing with the levels a little bit it, on my end. It looks like we're peaking a little bit. So I, I turned us down and maybe I, I overcorrected it a little bit. <laughs> Throwing
1: Karan out there and trying something different actually would have been refreshing. <laughs> Get him out of the stands. Get him out of the stands.
2: By God, that's Karan Davis' music.
1: <laughs> I'm flying in the second half. Oh uh, Caleb. Why did I do that to boy? I like Caleb a lot, by the way. I really think he's got a chance to be a very, very um contributing player, but we'll see. Uh no, you never bring politics into you i don't know what that meant kp loves the university as much as he says he needs to step down quietly he deserves his buyout but it can be done peacefully if he would just come out and say he's stepping down well except for the fact you know um if he steps down now i don't know how much he gets but i know if he he's got a contract that says if he stays till march 31st he gets uh six million if he leaves before that he gets eight million and not sure you know he's from the world of the pros uh i don't think you just you know say i'm leaving unless you get somewhere to walk to um uh you know so that's that's this way it is so you're just gonna that's why we're playing if you're just joining us we're playing comforting music all program long because um that's where you should be right now. However, we are taking nominations. We're going to start the one o'clock hour with an angry song, just to get yeah, I one know. angry song. Which I know one do you what want it to play? Be. Well, you're going to have to decide that because I love. Uh, 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 we're not going to take it. I do. I love that song, to be honest with you. So that's that's fine. But don't play that for me because that's you know a little. That's a little older song, and that's that's cool. So if there's something in there that doesn't have profanity that you think is good, go ahead and play it. Um, I am going to suggest for song number two here. We use uh, uh, Astrid Gilberto,
2: okay, for our
1: happy song with the the the, the girl from Ipanema. She did fantastic bossa nova songs as well, and this will be soothing for you as well. That's what we're doing. We're soothing your hearts and souls today. So uh, there you go. So that'll be our top of the hour ending song. Then we'll come back and on the other side. Nick will announce. We'll come back cold, and you announce what our angry song will be. Okay, okay. so wait what am I playing Astrid to? Gilberto Astrid I thought I was using Astrid this for, okay. Gilberto Astrid
2: Gilberto
1: okay. Girl from Ipanema. Oh I know that song. Well this would be great. This would be very soothing. this if this this between my girl at the beginning, Sanganuna and and this, this this will soothe your soul.
2: Aren't uh, uh, you just relaxing a little bit? she uh, passes,
1: passes, she like that Can't you just picture her? his head is swiveling. Who is that beautiful young girl? Tan? Tall? That's me. I'm looking at her and she won't even give me a time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you in the bushes. <laughs> no, now you made it creepy. Let, let her walk by and not pay him attention. will So more Bossa Nova coming up to relax you, but one angry song coming up to start, the 1 o'clock hour. So get it out of your system. We'll read some more titles, and we will. Uh, uh I thought about playing Sinatra's uh, Ibaniva song. This guy texted. Frank Sinatra does a great version of that. He does, but I didn't want to just play him and Sangha. I wanted to get there, So that's hers. So there you go. Bossa Nova to soothe your souls today on ESPN 680-1057.